The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. This is my true love, The Office. There could be no better thing to talk about. Hello, everyone. Today, act like a globetrotter, keep Kevin on the bench, and report to the conference room stat because it's time... For that's what they said the podcast where we analyze a certain episode of the office in a way that you've never heard before my name is david yes i'm here as usual with my son my flesh and blood griffin yes hi everyone i finally found a reason for you to come to the podcast studio here pod617.com in westwood and you like the place right griff glad to be here it's so nice <laughs> so what you've been looking forward to this uh, podcast griff why um, this is my true love, The Office. There could be no better thing to talk about. Is it the greatest show of all time? It has to be. We have been trying to think of ways to put our love for The Office to use. And the first thing we did was we just recently did an uh, Office Trivia Night. We did pretty well. We did pretty well. What did we finish? We finished 6 out of 62. Which That's is pretty darn good. Solid. First time out with, with your friend, Brendan Arnold. Shout out, Brendan, who might have been the MVP of the trivia. As good as we think we did. Every time I tell someone, like, oh, we came in six out of 62, they're like, That's it? Like, you claim to be so That's good. Top 10%, right? That's what I think. I mean, come on. Uh, and it was our first time out, and we're going to get better. So on this podcast, what we're doing is a special 10-episode project. Now, there may be more after 10 episodes, but for now, season one of That's What They Said, we count down the 10 greatest episodes in the history of this wonderful television show. Starting with number 10 from season one, it's the basketball episode. Yes. Ooh. It's just called basketball. Who's the? I'll give you a few quick facts, Griff. Chime in if you want. It's the fifth episode of the first season. Aired on NBC, of course. Aired in 2005. Uh, it's written and directed by Greg Daniels. Nobody cares. The The plot, of course, is uh, Steve Carell um, playing Michael Scott, of course. They take on the workers in the warehouse on a basketball game. And uh, it's funny because the description of the show here says, owing to racist and sexist stereotypes. Michael I was going <laughs> to mention that. <laughs> what, how so? Well, I was going to say I was really surprised because this is the first season of the show. Right. And they're taking like huge risks, like throwing out shots like that. Big um, swipes, yes. For example, um, Go ahead. Michael literally says to to Jim when he says he wants to be a cheerleader, try not to be too gay on the court out there. I wrote that down too as a note. And do you know uh, what he says after that? No, doesn't he say not in the ho- not in the homosexual way? Of course, right? I think. Well, this isn't the one where he says queer. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? No, that's not That's a one. different episode. So Michael comes back with the homophobia multiple times. But you're right. And I had written down as as a, a memorable line how Michael said he was swishing baskets and then in front of the warehouse workers and he says, African Americans. Yeah. And then pauses like in a knowing way. Their jaws just drop to the floor. African Americans. <laughs> oh. You know, it's really just uh, a good, friendly game. Is this funny? In that pause, you, he knows that he's yeah, being that he racist. Saves it. Yeah, yeah he, he thinks he saves it, as usual. So as we do here on That's What They Said, we go through the categories. The categories are as follows. You want me to do them, Griff, or you want to do them? You can go. Okay, so best lines speaks for itself. We'll p- pick a few of the best lines from the episode. The trivia portion of the show, where I hit Griffin with a few trivia questions, he hits me back. We picked the MVP of the episode. We pe- we picked the sleeper of the episode, someone who maybe stood out who you wouldn't normally expect would be a star of the show. 
we go to the category known as shrewding it where we question we actually question the creators of the office so yeah. you might you might have shrewded it tell people what shrewding, shrewding of course means. that's alluding to when andy is trying to mess with michael and trying to get him to get on bad terms with dwight and says that people in the office have just been referring to when they make screw-ups they go oh, i shrewded it really shrewded it right and andy of course has completely made this up but just to to tweak dwight in front of michael but anyway so we we, we just we're going to tweak the creators of the office and shrewding it and pick out things that maybe are inconsistent or maybe it's like why did they do that and then finally we'll do our george foreman grill hot take of the week and that's just uh just a hot take perhaps controversial opinion on this episode of the office so best lines what do you got for best lines griff i got a couple here um you might have to pull some of them up because one of them is just hilarious okay i think they're underrated lines is what i went for that lines you just don't really notice okay that first time around one that i think is underrated is when Dwight is given the the job of the holiday work calendar mm-hmm. and he says something along along the lines of that Jim has to work over the weekend and Jim goes, God, this is so sad. I've ne- this is the smallest amount of power I've seen go to someone's head. Yes, it's a great line. I think they might have borrowed that line from the UK's uh, version of The Office. So we need someone to work this Saturday and I think that that should be Jim. God, this is so sad. This is the smallest amount of power I've ever seen go to someone's head. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a great line. It's a great <laughs> and it's great because he says it and you don't really realize that he's talking to Dwight. And I think it goes like unnoticed by most people. They don't really realize what he's saying. Right. Yeah. And, and he asked Phyllis he asked Phyllis, like, am I right? And she just says, I'll stay out of it. Right, exactly. I also know did you notice something about the what uh Dwight did in terms of gesticulation right before he started the tie flip the tie flip which we see where else oh in the intro yeah I believe in the intro to the show yeah yeah and there's another moment in here this uh, this is uh, I'm I'm stepping on our trivia section here but I'll ask you anyways what who's the other character who we see there intro moment in this episode oh, that's a great question that's, you know, that's ryan in the back right. of the office Very yeah good. yeah he he raises his gym bag as if to say yeah I'm, i came to play and i always thought that was a weird uh clip to use in the open like why is that exemplary of ryan him holding up a gym bag but anyway yeah. all right what else you got for best lines secret weapon of course there he is secret weapon as when stanley walks stanley's on. walking down another overtly racist statement made by <laughs> michael in the he immediately the show. picks stanley for the team because he's black we learn from the podcast that you might be listening to fans that there's a podcast of course that angela kinsey and uh jenna fisher do called office ladies and what they revealed on the podcast was that stanley uh, the actor who plays stanley i don't have his name off right leslie here. leslie leslie whatever he's got three names but um he he is a horrible athlete like admittedly like he's just uh-huh. he's just no good and that kevin uh, brian bumgarner plays kevin is actually pretty a pretty good athlete despite his uh-huh. physique all right you got you got any other good lines yeah i got one more yeah. um can you go to the part where michael does the first like chicken thing to yep. the daryl there's like controversy daryl doesn't want to do it at a certain time right. and then he starts doing the chicken thing Our- and then daryl says yep. you know what and then Michael says, huh? But he says it in a very, very, like, weird, funny way. And I've never noticed it until rewatching it recently. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. You can dish it out, but you can't take it. Okay, fine. Have it your way. 
Yeah, so listen for the the huh. Okay. Uh, fine. You know what? Uh, one o'clock. <laughs> wow, that is weird. I never noticed that before. Yeah, it's, like it's kind of a weird, awkward huh. He's got the famous line. I won't play the clip, but it's it's pretty well known when he says basketball i'm sorry football is like rock and roll but basketball is like jazz and he starts yeah. doing a little starts scat doing, or something and then proceeds to get it stolen right away by roy right where he, he was he was doing the um harlem globetrotters thing and i noticed in rewatching this for the first time <laughs> that he not only does he imitate a harlem globetrotter on the court but he actually says he under his it. breath he goes i'm a globetrotter <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't notice case, that right just in case you missed the point that um michael pulls out every bad basketball players you know shtick in this between him and, and dwight it's hilarious uh and the other line i had was one that i didn't realize i heard this from jenna fisher's podcast also that it became one of her favorite lines ever and it was when michael was throwing paper across the office trying to get it into baskets and hits pam square in the head <laughs> you know what she says please don't throw paper at me please don't throw garbage at me oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that kind of epitomizes um jenna fisher's character of course pam all right so any other best lines or is that pretty good i think that's it should we do trivia now yeah why not right sure all right you want you, i'll start you start you go i have a couple i have okay. three questions for you all right um first i'll be surprised if you can get the specific ones but how many nicknames does daryl have well i mean he goes michael goes through that run where he was like read his name's daryl philbin so he just read just then reads then Raj, then i'll guess six what is four. it four oh you were right. Well. <laughs> you, you were totally right. It's Regis and Reg oh. and Reed. Well, and Raj, there's four, and, then and then the last one's Mid Mitta 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 Rajas, Rajas. which is also horribly racist. Like he's imitating, I of think, course. imitating the way Daryl might say it. Okay, that's a good one. Hit me with the next one. Okay, how many points in the actual basketball game? How many points do we see Jim score? Wow, that's a great question. He's got. Well, let's see. He's got. I noticed one of the first move he makes where he he goes around the back behind the back yeah behind the back with the with the I don't know what you call that it's a fancy behind the back move whatever it is he scores there he definitely scores when he pushes off Roy clearly an offensive foul that's that was gonna be my hot take oh that's your hot take that's All right, my hot we'll, take. we'll get to, we'll get to that I guess I guess you only see him score eight points he had ten oh ten okay. points I got that one I was only off by two okay I was actually surprised he got good amount of points for a short clip of them playing basketball you had 10 five yep. made baskets yeah um and the last <laughs> this is a great line too yeah what kind of foul does michael call at the end of the game oh he says that's a flagrant foul naked aggression right no no that's before he calls oh. naked aggression when roy hits jim in the face oh then the guy the jerry jerry guy hits him at the very end jerry that's... guy hits him at the very end and calls flagrant he yeah. calls it a flagrant personal intentional foul oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. I got that one wrong too. All right, here are a few for you. Uh, these are just kind of random. Um, what do we see on Michael's desk that seems to be? It, I'll give you a hint. Right in the middle of his desk, I'd never seen it before. It's it's a trophy featuring what figurine? And the hint is that it's green. I have no idea. It's a hand grenade, and and I I, I don't know. This is this is deep. This is a deep office pull here. But let's see. Um, we're gonna call it up on our screen here, and uh, okay. oh my god! You see it? That's like blatant. Yeah. What does that trophy say? That, that's what I want to know. It's a hand grenade, kind of mounted on, and it says, 
Ugh, it's too fuzzy. I De- can't make department? it up. The De- something know. department. I don't know. Michael's toys on his office is like a running joke in the show, but I had never seen that grenade before. Okay, that's one. Number two, there's a there's a motivational poster that hangs behind Pam. It says it has one word as the sort of the headline. Do you know what it says? No. 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 Teamwork. Where? Team. Well, I noticed that too. It's pretty much when Pam is at her desk at any time. I think it's just one of those silly like office um, things. Anyway, when Pam says how she describes how she's going to spend the weekend after the warehouse wins the game, she says she and Roy are going to take what up to the lake? The Wave Runners. The Wave Runners. You got that one. Thank you. Very good. It's a brand. That's a brand name for a uh, uh, jet ski. I think. I don't know. I'm not a Wave Runner guy. And then funny because his cousin has to sell the jet skis right yeah that's a running theme too that it's and, and apparently the backstory there was it's the reason one of the reasons why she's not married yet she's been engaged for we'll probably talk about this later she's been engaged for three years mm-hmm. and ha- they haven't set a date it's because roy blows the money on things like wave runners you know he's they save money for the wedding and then he blows it on jet skis and wave the jet ski or money the jet ski money right exactly kill jim halpert <laughs> yeah and then there's a, yeah right that comes in a future episode uh okay so um i'll give you one bonus question okay what does what does it say on the t-shirt that jim's wearing scranton very good griff i just noticed that too yeah, I, I i hadn't noticed that before and it's got this athletic s enlarged s like like it's a it's weird some kind of yeah and i kept thinking maybe it's stanford uh like stanford or syracuse or something but it just says scranton so i was I guess, gonna ask you that but yeah. do you think that they literally just like picked that up in a gift shop like right before they came to the the show i don't know but i think i want one of those t-shirts that's it's not a pretty even, cool t-shirt <laughs> yeah uh, yeah did they invent it for the show or is that like scranton highs t-shirt or is it like, just because just scranton, like, jim grew up in newton like right. that's not one of his own t-shirts right Right, which is relevant to this because he played hoops at, at Newton. I don't know if he went to Newton North or Norton, Newton South. I don't know. Google it, people. All right, <laughs> that's the trivia. So we move to MVP. Griff, why don't you go first? Who's this is the- easy for me. Yep. Um, I'd be surprised if you have a different MVP, but it's got to be Jim. No, I, I didn't go with Jim. You I know went, Jim? I, I went with Dwight. Well, that depends on what, what we're talking about MVP. I mean, MVP, like... I don't know. I think tell us why scores a bunch of baskets. Right. Definitely gets the better of Roy in the game. Mm-hmm. I think he really makes he makes like a good impression on Pam. It's like solidifying that like really great friendship that they have for the first couple seasons. True. Like there are multiple shots where in the in the episode Pam just like glances over at him and just like kind of stares at him, like just like knowing like that's gonna happen someday. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, but you could argue as is the theme throughout season one, just when, just when Jim thinks he's having like a nice sweet moment with Pam, um, you know, something bad happens. And, and in this case, um, you know, he, he, he has gained her respect by what, by the way, if you, if you haven't, if you, we're kind of glossing over the plot of this episode, because I think most people who are fans already know what happens, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim, That's Jim does shine in the game. They end up having the lead. And then there's this awkward moment where, where Michael refuses to, to neglects to cash in on the bet, you know, that they kept talking about. Um, at any rate, um, MVP. Yeah. So that's a good MVP. I, I pick- think, I think MVP has to be someone that's pretty obvious. Like well, I was thinking Dwight maybe for sleeper just cause he does have some funny lines and he makes kind of the plot. Well, we interpreted this differently, which is totally fine. That's why, that's why this is such a great podcast, Griff. Um, and that's, um, 
I went for the more comic relief, and I went for Dwight because just I thought there's a lot of little cool, funny moments, like wearing the the Phantom of the Opera mask in uh-huh. in the game, the face mask, which we never find out exactly why. He's really like kind of the the butt of the jokes. Of course, yeah, he's Dwight. He's classic Dwight. But he, like, especially in this episode, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a moment in towards the beginning where you actually feel bad for Dwight because Michael makes a reference to a Lord of the Rings character. Dwight, <laughs> me, Dwight immediately knows what Gimli. The, Gimli, right? <laughs> I almost made that your trivia question, but and Michael goes nerd, and and like someone laughs, and I think Jim laughs in the background. And there's a there's a close up of Dwight, and it's almost heartbreaking. His face just goes down, yeah. like like <laughs> the poor guy. Which is it's funny because typically because later in the show we find out Dwight can also be a real badass, you know. Mm-hmm. And so so I like that moment. I like the moment. It, it, there are great basketball moments too, just comedy where he he steals the ball from his own team from Ryan. Dwight uh-huh. <laughs> same team, Dwight. Um, and tries to drink Gatorade through the mask. That's funny. And then even at the end, when he's trying to get a prepare an ice pack for Michael, instead of activating those little crystals in the thing, the thing just explodes, and those little, little white crystals go everywhere. So I gave it to Dwight. Who'd you, who'd you put for your sleeper? My sleeper's Kevin. Oh, okay. I almost put Kevin as my sleeper. My sleeper's Kevin because he just like you said before decent athlete like i was surprised um he makes that shot when he's sitting at his desk makes the the tissue box into the side like kind of the side trash can that hangs off the wall right that's a tough shot like (laughs) how many shots do you think that took for them yeah i I know um well apparently I, i learned this uh, also by doing a little bit of deep dive. He's a, he's a good athlete, and he they actually did have, it was sort of art imitating life. They had a hoop on the set of The Office, and they used to take breaks, and they used to like play horse. Like you, The women would go out, the men would go out, they all go out. And apparently, Brian Baumgartner, what's his name, Brian Baumgartner, um, the yeah. guy who plays Kevin, it, it was is just a great shot, and he could she could he he could like can it from three like, so like that's he could funny a because bunch in a row. Yeah. at the end of the episode we see him make four shots in a row, which is tough in its own. Yeah, I thought it was a stunt double. No, it, apparently it wasn't. Right. If you look back, it looks kind of like a stunt double. No, I was going to ask that question because well, that's a good question, but. So who's your sleeper? My sleeper. I want a deep sleeper. I went for Lonnie. Lonnie. The, Lonnie in the warehouse. The sea monster. The sea, mon- <laughs> sea monster who only pops up here and there in the entire run of the show, right? Yeah. It, the only other memorable moment I could think of is when he, he has this dust up with Kelly Kapoor, mm-hmm. who then asks Ryan her at that at the time boyfriend to stick up with her and ryan just says listen to what the man says yeah. kelly or something like that so he's like this he's he's like a henchman he's like he's he's like the number three in the warehouse behind like daryl and roy you know and but he just has a couple funny moments in this including the dance when they when they when they here score. we go now here we go now, here we go which, now. Was, which was actually a pretty cool little you know sort of celebration dance that he and daryl do so he he's he seems to be a pretty the character seems to be a pretty nasty guy and then he and, gangs and, up on michael at the end there. Yeah, I didn't care for that scene so much. That's a weird one where they they're told they have to work on Saturday and Roy and Lonnie and they'll get get in Michael's face. Yeah. Now things get really interesting. Now should we should we go into shrewding it? Shrewding it. Okay. I really shrewded it. You want to start it for I the start? mistakes? Yeah, these are so little I have mistakes. Some, yeah, I, it feels like sacrilegious to like call out the office here. And I know. I feel but like it, I'm almost in the wrong when I do it. Like I feel like <laughs> no, like actually that's what they meant for. First one I had. 
I might be digging too deep here, but Phyllis says that she wants to play in the game. So there's volunteers. Right. She says, oh, I, I played in school. But mm-hmm. she's telling Michael that. Michael went to high school with her. He already knows good like point. what she did. That's a good point. So I feel like that's just kind of one of those lines that they throw in just to make it obvious why yeah. she's doing it. Yeah. And I feel like they tr- that's like those lines when they say like the character name, like, oh, I don't need my dad, Dave, to come over here. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like just to give the oh, character right, a name. Right, 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 right. To advance the plot. Right. It's forced. Yes, I'm with you. Second, yeah. the Daryl for the original bet says, let's make it a little interesting. Loser buys dinner at where? Farley's or something? Farley's. Farley's. Where does Farley's make an appearance? Never the rest mentioned of the, again. Never mentioned again. Yeah, because because usually like Poor Coop, Richards. Coopers. Coopers. Coopers um, pizza by Alfredo. Pizza. <laughs> right, right. But exactly. never, never Farley's. Point. Yeah, I wonder if Farley's really exists in Scranton. Um, um, poor Richards does. Poor does Richards it really? does exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then another shrewding it. Yep. The, there's the whole controversy over who's going to work on Saturday. Yes. But then there's also like the weekend, the the vacation schedule, f- like yeah. for people that are going to work then. Right. I was a little confused. The whole thing is confusing. I had that too. Not only that, but take a look at the screen. I just noticed this for the first time. <laughs> so behind Pam, there's a huge, like, well, poster size sign. And I'll read it. It reads as follows. It's got the Dunder Mifflin logo, and it says Dunder Mifflin Incorporated. It's it's got the address, which you can get to learn the address, seventeen twenty five Slough Avenue, which is a node a nod to Slough uh, England, where the UK version of the office takes place. Interesting. Maybe you didn't know that uh, in Scranton. And it says it's that time of year again. All hands meeting Saturday nine a.m. to twelve noon. It looks like there's some kind of weird logo. Can you see what that says, Scranton Griff? Hotel. Uh, yeah, that must be it. It's a, yes, you're right. Scranton hotel. It's got the address for the hotel and it says breakfast will be served. And it says, looks like it this says is a mandated, a mandatory meeting. Yeah. And I mean, the thing says, Maybe all like expected. yeah. So is that, so this is, this just confuses me further. Is the, is the, is that mean it's this Saturday coming up with that? T- you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no date. There's no date. Just that's every true. Saturday. It's weird. It says Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a shroot right there. So you, you kind of just confused us. That's a great um, one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I got a couple more. Did you, were those all yours? I had one more. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. That scene where you first see Stanley start dribbling and he's horrible. Right. And it's cut straight to Michael, Michael's face. And he's like, you got to be kidding me. I know what you're going to say. Go right ahead. then. Roy dribbles right past him. He like does nothing about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> You could argue that's how bad and stupid Michael is, is that he doesn't realize Roy's going right by him, but you're right. He just completely stopped playing, and apparently Roy just went up and stole the ball from Stanley. Yeah, we don't see that either. Like, right. That was a pretty fast deal. Whatever. I know. I thought that was weird, too. In fact, I thought for a minute, I thought it was. It might have been Dwight that actually was dribbling in the other way, which also wouldn't have made sense. Um, I had a couple. This one's mild, but... It, would you really bother returning a toaster oven that's defective after three years? Three years. Three years. Get a new toaster oven, Pam. Come on. I mean, that's a good one. That yeah, because she laments that her. I mean, it's 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 vital to the plot. Actually, they should have made it like a TV or something more expensive, maybe, because she got it as an engagement gift, and then three years later, she's still engaged, not married. Mm-hmm. It's for the plot of the show. But come on, um, this is this is also mild, but Dwight, but. Roy, not Roy, sorry, Daryl goes up to the main part of the office and wanders through, and he says, I'm just going to get a tea bag. Isn't that a little weird? When like, does he ever go get a... 
Yeah, Z-bag. only when he's needed to for the for the plot of the show. <laughs> it seems like there's another episode where Roy keeps going up to get sodas, and what That's he's really doing, he, he's like trying to get back Pam with Pam, back, right? And so he's like, "Isn't that your?" Somebody says, "Isn't that your eighth soda of the day, Roy, or something like that?" But you know what? Down in the warehouse, I haven't looked that closely, but they've got a whole little office there. I got to imagine they could have at least some tea bags and and some hot water, <laughs> or maybe even a soda machine. I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. Um, this might be inconsistent or might not. There's a gag where you see Michael dunking the basketball, and then the camera pulls back, and you realize it's been at a much lower height than they. Mm-hmm. They raise it, but the immediate scene prior, the hoop was at regular Good size. Point. So did I don't, Michael lower it? Maybe Michael lowered it. That would ex- that would ex- explain it, I guess. He Michael refers to a character we later uh, find out is named Madge. Madge, right? Madge. Madge. He refers to her as the East German gal, which I, I guess that might be Michael's stupidity, but she doesn't talk with an accent nor appear East German in any she, way. Yeah, she's just what redhead. Yeah, she's just redhead, and. My last shrewding it is when Michael's trying to gather his rally his team in the final minutes of the basketball game. He goes, Come on, sales, over here, sales, mm-hmm. sales. But it's not the team is not the sales department. It's not, but I actually noticed yeah. it's all people from sales. You got Jim, you got Dwight, both salesmen, you That's got true. Ryan, the temp, technically sales, I guess, or later become sales. Stanley is and sales. And then Stanley sales. I guess you're right. And then Michael doesn't technically qualify as sales. Well, he he might consider himself sales, though, because he came out of sales. He doesn't like, really he, do anything. Yeah, but he considers himself, a, you know, Michael, as, I did as notice Andy Bernard would later say, Michael Scott, uh, Ph.D., uh, doctorate in sales is not what he says uh-huh. something like that and then when phyllis joins the team also she's also from sales yeah exactly so it's literally just the sales staff i guess you're right okay bad on you dave <laughs> you're not shrewded on that um we're going to play a deleted scene for you in a moment and then we finally get we're going to finish up with our george foreman grill hot take of the week before we get there i just need to take a break to tell you about what we do here at the boston podcast network at our studios here pod617.com in westwood massachusetts would you like your own podcast kids the boston podcast network can produce one for you whether you're a lawyer financial advisor business owner or really any kind of professional you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium a good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising if you're a prospective client and you hear a podcast through your earbuds then you're going to be in your client's ears literally sort of go to pod617.com to start planning and in the meantime check out all the great shows we have on the website be part of the pod revolution visit pod617.com in pod we trust so there's a lot of deleted scenes it's it's fun. if you're a fan of the show just go google and anytime you know episode that you like try to find the deleted scenes now you've never seen this Griff, no, right? I so i'd like so this is a scene where Michael's talking about his love for basketball. And in the previous scene, apparently, pre, excuse me, previous deleted scene, he had been talking about his love for Allen Iverson. They picked Iverson because he was the Sixers mm-hmm. hero, Philadelphia 76ers hero at the time. But Michael loves that Iverson's nickname is The Answer. The Answer. And Michael's going to riff on that a little bit here. Do I have a nickname on the court? Um, well, The Answer would be nice, but it's taken, so... <laughs> Uh, probably the question. The answer dishes to the question. The question back to the answer. Answer over to the question. The answer, three points. The question, six points. Nothing but net. (laughs) Who's the best player in the league? Answer the question. (laughs) Or the dunkmeister. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I'm a little surprised. Sometimes you can tell why they left it out. I'm a little surprised they he's left like that one out. He's like breaking character in that scene. Yeah, he he goes. You can tell he's just riffing, and he maybe he goes a little bit too far, I guess, and gets too weird. You know, it, it's funny you bring that up because yeah. I know I'm not kind of getting off topic here, but Boston Celtics. Yep. There's big controversy, not controversy, but there's big like debate over what Jason Tatum's nickname should be. Right, and like. Um, Allen Iverson, obviously the answer, mm -hmm. Paul Pierce, the truth. And right. then in a quote by LeBron James, after they played Tatum, they called, he said he was a problem. So they want to call oh, him the problem. That's good. That's pretty cool, right? That's a good nickname. It's almost, it's weird that no one's ever had that before. Yeah. The Celtics used to have this diminutive point guard named Charles, uh, Smith, I think. And they called him the pest, which I thought was cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I like the problem. I, I hope that sticks. All right, we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna go on to our final portion of the show, and it's the George Foreman Grill hot take of the week. Ready? You want to go first? Quick? I have a couple here. All right, here we go. Here's the First one you already mentioned, obviously, Jim, offensive foul. That last basket completely just pushes off of Roy. Yep. Roy takes a pretty good charge, I'd say, for him. Well, first of all, the, the game is supposed to be getting physical, and there are, like, Michael, the, there's a foul on Michael that he calls the game at the end in, in strategic mm -hmm. fashion. There's a there's this one earlier when Jim gets popped in the nose by Roy, mm -hmm. and then the one you're talking about, which he knocks Roy. Although it's a little, I mean, they're acting right. So right. It, it, he he not it, this, it's supposed to be Jim taking control, but he he definitely pushes off, right? Yeah, clear foul. If clear that's foul. in the NBA, that's foul. Right. And let me just add as a final footnote on one of those that I mentioned when Jim gets popped in the nose, he that really happened. I read this. And he did. They thought his nose was broken at first, and so that blood is real. And in fact, they had to stop shooting because he was bleeding too much. Isn't that wild? How much does it hurt? Not, right. <laughs> Not only that, but th they said the sound of him getting hit in the nose. People like like uh, cringed it's when they when sound. they heard it. But the sound you hear on the show was actually added. And if you go back and listen, it's a you little can, too loud. You can it's blatantly fake. tell it's fake. Yeah. All right, so that scene you mentioned with Dwight with the mask and then tries to, you said tries to drink the Gatorade. Yep. He's not trying to drink Gatorade. What's it's, he doing? It's water. Oh, okay. But it's a bottle of water and it's Dasani lemon water. Oh, weird. Have you ever tried it? No. Because it is good. That's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The, Dis the Dasani lemon water. Give it a try. Shout out to Sani. Shout out to Sani. Now, now would be a good time. As we record this, we're still in the throes of the coronavirus. And if you're like me and you were like late to go to Target, the only water that was left is like the fancy water. It's so good. Water. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Give it a try. Good. Um, and my last hot take, which I never noticed until um, till rewatching, was when Michael calls the game at the end because he gets the, the blatant, the flagrant personal intentional foul. Right. He says, oh, like, let's just go, whoever won, whoever, we'll just right, go with whoever's right. ahead. Yep. Do you think that he knows that he's winning at the time? Yeah. Well, that's planted a little bit earlier, though, right? But he acts as though he doesn't know. Correct. That's his ploy, though. That's his ploy. In fact, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think that high of him the first couple times I watched it. No, you can tell he's got that, like, he's disingenuous look, look on his face. So moments earlier, he turns to Angela, 
who of course you know what i also thought was weird they the people who aren't playing who are just sitting there watching yeah. they all have notepads like they're would they yeah some of them are still work? working would they expect it to work like I, I didn't think of the the office as that diligent like anyway but he turns to angela who's keeping score and she says you're ahead one thing that's weird there is she doesn't tell him what the score is she just says you're ahead right but that i think we're supposed to think that is the um when he hears their head, that plants an idea in his mind that if I can think of a way to end the game now, then we can cheat and win, even if it's sort of cheating. I know? guess so. I think that's it. Yeah. Something um, something I noticed when I was looking for my shooting it, yep. like you mentioned, the people in the crowd, when Phyllis comes onto the court, I was surpri- I thought that like all six of them were going to be on the court, obviously the starting five and then Phyllis, yep. but they actually put Stanley on a couch in the back. Yeah, I didn't notice that till the end. Yeah, um, so right. Canley, Stanley's sitting back there with some warehouse worker, which has never made an appearance since, some like random right. dude. Right. And But credit to the office for taking someone out and having five people on the court. I was surprised. Yeah, they might have had, a, there might have been some deleted scene where you actually see the substitution, but instead you just, I mean, the the... I thought it was good the way they did it. You don't see the whole game action. You just see little moments here and there. And the moments they picked were, were pretty great. You know, Michael trying to do the break dancing and Michael screaming in your face at the top of his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Taking, I think he took three full court shots throughout the game. Right. Right. I also heard as a, an aside fact that on one of those takes, he chucked it up and it actually went in. And everybody cheered, and the director's like, okay, now we got to do it again. He's got to miss. You understand? <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah, one of them, he throws it completely over the hoop. Um, my hot take is that it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a big picture hot take. I noticed that when Michael goes down to the warehouse at one point in the show, he says, managing by walking around. So that you may not know, Gareth, but that's an actual thing. It's a technique of management, and it and when it means as a manager, you shouldn't sit in your office all day. You should get up and just start to walk around without necessarily a purpose in mind, and just say hi to people and stuff like that. So I actually used to do that when I was the boss at Lawyers Weekly, but after this episode, I probably did it less or did it like I, I you know, I didn't. Flaunted as much because, like, it used to be a kind of thing like, oh, he's a cool boss, he's just stopping by to say hi. But my hot take is, I think this show changed the way a lot of people manage because they see if you're going to be too, because they see if you're going to be too Michael Scotty, you're probably going to get made fun of, yeah, right. Um, so, so, and I have had, I'll say this, I have had bosses that have been, you think Michael Scott is, is, is too nuts. And idiotic to be real, but I have had bosses like like <laughs> like Michael Scott, people that that I had a boss who he just insisted that everybody thought he was the funniest one in the office, directly Michael Scott. And I've had ones that walk around in smarmy fashion, just like Michael Scott. So thanks for listening to That's What They Said on Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please like it. Please share it. Please show us some love. We're desperate for your approval. What would Michael Scott say? Well, I'd either have people be afraid of me or people love me. Easy. I want people to be scared of how much they love yes, me. Yes, that's Thank it. Thank you. Very good. Then that's what we want from you, dear listeners. So until next time, why is Pretzel Day the best? Why is Belschnickel real? And why is Benny Hanna better known as Asian Hooters? Why? Because that's what they said. See you next time. That's what they said. You do it, Griff. That's what they said. <laughs>